All right, let's head out to the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Rohan Nadkarni, he joins us a lot when Hawk is off. I get to guest book, and I want to talk some NBA hoops. And he happens to be a massive Channing Crowder fan. And as I look at my camera right now, Crowder is clearing his throat. Uh, Fleming M has not uh, has not sat back down here. Dan, if you don't mind muting his mic just in case. Rohan, um, last segment, I, I can't even describe it to you. And once he sits down, I'm sure he he will have some interesting questions for you. But nonetheless, proper introduction here. Rohan Nadkarni covers the NBA for SI.com, SportsIllustrated.com. You can hear him on SI's The Crossover Podcast, which has become one of my favorite NBA podcasts throughout the week. Plus, you should be following him, as I do, on Twitter during the NBA season, and especially if you're a Heat fan. Rohan has uh, South Florida roots, and he pays a special close attention to the Miami Heat. I did want to start there with you, Rohan, but um, I gave the worst possible gambling advice of all time on our show yesterday to Hawk, (laughs) and I I want to know what you think about this. So John Morant returns after his 25-game suspension. First time in eight months he's playing basketball, and he's playing Mm -hmm. the Pelicans. We have this uh, this feature on the show with the new Hard Rock Bet app where in the 5 o'clock hour, we kind of pick one bet for the three of us every single day. And I convinced Hawk and Crowder yesterday to go against Crowder's wishes, by the way. He thought John Morant over was the play. My bet was Zion is going to be jealous that all the attention is on John Morant last night. 22 and a half, easy cover for Zion Williamson on the over. And he played two minutes in the first quarter, I think eight minutes in the first half, ended with like 13 points. He had one nice dunk, but John Morant had arguably the performance of the year last night. It it was maybe the worst gambling advice of all time. Listen, it's tough. That's that's how the books win, because your logic was sound. Your logic made sense. Everything you're saying, you could have convinced me of also. Uh, That's that's what makes it so successful. You know, I just got to say a couple things here, by the way. as you can see, my bio says Channing Crowder super fan. Yeah. It actually was supposed to say X Channing Channing Crowder super fan. <laughs> um, you know, I noticed that Channing had a birthday party recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in South Florida, I guess it was a pretty exclusive uh, guest list. And then I saw Solano was there, so I was like, okay, maybe not that exclusive. And yet, it's cute. Um, unfortunately, I was still left on the outside looking in on that one. Don't do that, Rohan. Like <laughs> my, my wife, my wife sets all this up. Oh, like, oh okay. Yeah. okay. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, man. Also, we, had, we. What are the chances I could get my segment sponsored by La Granja or like another incredible <laughs> local South Florida institution? Who's working on that? Pollo, Pollo Tropical or La Granja? Which one? Which one do you like? Which one do you like La more? La Granja for sure, dude. Yeah. The, the fish. Yeah. Don't sleep. What about uh chicken kitchen? Say I I happen I've been trying to put this together like you know the side bread at certain restaurants so pollo tropical yeah. you order whatever like a quarter yeah. chicken or it comes with like that one little it's almost like a Hawaiian oh, roll yeah 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 the it, sweet roll yeah it is so good but Chicken Kitchen has like the half pita Zaxby's has the one big Texas toast like I'm trying uh-huh. to put together I'm workshopping this Rohan but okay, the best okay. side bread at like a fast mm. food fast casual restaurant. In the United States, I think I've nailed those three. I'm missing like two more though. Boatyard. What's Boatyard? Boatyard on 17th Street Causeway. 
They have the bimini bread with the sugar on it. Ooh. <laughs> but is is and the bread get, the main feature? Like because no, if we're just like doing a side dish, okay. they bring it. They bring it out. Whatever you order, they bring out the little bimini bread. Like you're in South Florida, man. The hell with these little Hawaiian rolls, whatever you're talking <laughs> but, about. But you, you see what I'm saying? Like that. That sounds like like you're ordering the bread. I don't. I, I want this not to be no, that no, because no. then he says they bring it out with entrees. That's what he yeah. said. No, no, this, this doesn't count. No, it doesn't count because <laughs> okay. we could do no because like we could do. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like Outback or whatever they have or like they're. Or the Olive Garden breadsticks. Bread. It's a side, but like mm. that's that's like a main function of of what they're yes, offering. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I'm talking about this is a throwaway item, just a like a, a side <laughs> bread <laughs> that you can't even. An, an ancillary yes. piece. Yes. Correct. Yes. Correct. Like oh, okay. you can't tell them, hey, I want bread at Pollo Tropical. Like you have to order something, and they'll give you the little bread. So like a Zion Williamson of a team. <laughs> Rohan, um, the Miami Heat, just to, to, to kind of get it out of the way here, the Miami Heat, they've been, as Jimmy Butler said about a week and a half ago, mediocre at best, right? They've had some really good stretches. They've had some not really good stretches. Obviously, fourth quarter issues have been huge for them. They've been outscored in 19 of their 27 fourth quarters this year. They have a negative net rating in the fourth. Is that the biggest issue at play outside of injury? The hope is Jimmy, Tyler, and Bam are going to get some games under their belt tonight. They won't, unfortunately. Do you see bigger problems with this Heat team outside of injury and just fourth quarter efficiency? Or did I kind of nail it there with those two things? I mean, those are two definitely massive factors. Uh, They've led, I think, to the inconsistency, really, is what this team is, right? It's inconsistent. You don't know what you're getting night to night. I would throw the defense in there as well. You know, this team has been now outside of the top 10 in defensive efficiency. Obviously, missing Bam has a lot to do with that, but the Miami Heat as an organization have made their name on what they do on the defensive end. Eric Spolster has a top 10 defense seemingly year after year. They have to get back to that also. So I'll throw that in. And yes, injuries have played a role, but uh, this is what it's fran- what the franchise hangs its hat on. So I think the defense has to improve as well. And Rohan, is that is that all we're gonna like? Is that what we do with the Heat? Because we've done it for so long. Where you're you're hitting on the head. You know, Spoh's mm-hmm. gonna figure it out. You know, their defense is gonna tighten up. You know, they're gonna be in the playoffs. And then even last year, when they get in the playoffs, they damn near lost in the playing round. And then they go to the championship. Mm-hmm. Like, can we keep living off that as Heat fans? Because this year, with all the injuries, I think just watching the Heat games, I don't see dominance in this team. No, I think it's right to be frustrated. And I think the plan can't be, let's just get to the playoffs and see what happens every single year, especially when you look at what their rivals in the conference did, right? Philadelphia made itself better by getting rid of James Harden. The Celtics add Drew Holiday. The Bucks add Damian Lillard. It's not just about trades for the, making sake of, for the sake of making trades, but when all your rivals improve and when you make it to the finals and fall short, that should be a sign that you need to make changes to your team. And obviously the Heat looked into making those changes. It's a lot easier said than done, but I think fans uh, should be a little frustrated because this team proved that when it's playing its best, it can make a championship run. Uh, you don't see other championship teams, whether it's the Nuggets, the Celtics, the Sixers, Bucks, or whoever, um, 
just throwing their hands up at the regular season. So I do think that he'd have some issues they need to address. Yeah, but Jaime Hawkes Jr. is just so good. <laughs> Rohan, come on. I mean, uh, 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 you know, the Heat, yeah, Crowder calls him Hacky Lacky Jr. because he doesn't want to learn his Wick? name. You don't like Ron Wick? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love Hacky Lacky Jr. I just can't say his name, so I just I renamed him. Uh, I, I think this team is deeper, Rohan. Uh, I, I really do, and I don't know if that translates to – them getting over the mountaintop, I, I, I don't think it does. Uh, I wouldn't count them out of, of interest in trades, obviously, come trade deadline and this offseason. I mean, that that's an evergreen statement with Pat Riley. But I do think overall this team is deeper in terms of talent on the bench and even perhaps in the starting lineup this year. But, I, yeah, like, does it does it make them better than the Bucks? Probably not at this current stage, barring injury. Mm-hmm. And does it make them better – then the top teams in the West, like we saw last year, yeah, probably not as of right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I also think you have to look at, does it make us better than the Knicks, who are, who played really well this season? And, you know, the Cavaliers have some injuries now, but uh, there are other teams in the way. You know, Philly, you can't take for granted that Philly's going to implode every year either. They look really good. So, you know, I think that's fair. And it's also like, at the end of the day, how big of a difference does having a be- better 8th, ninth, and 10th man make? in the playoffs when you haven't really improved your one, two, three. And Rohan, this is something else we've been going through, you know, Mm -hmm. just talking about it. And with the injuries, Tyler's been out, you know, Bam's Mm -hmm. been out. Jimmy's been out. I don't really think Jimmy wants to play until it matters (laughs) because even when Jimmy plays, Jimmy takes it easy for a lot of the time. And I love Jimmy Butler. Tyler hero should come off the bench. I don't give a damn how much money you gave him. I don't give a damn what you have to do. Like Tyler hero was the sixth man of the year, two years ago. He's ball dominant. He can drop 30 in any night. He is that energy that you need off the bench. I really believe that. I don't know if it's Spo or Pat or whoever it is. Like, explain to Tyler, we're not disrespecting you. You're amazing off the bench. Come off the bench. I love Lemon Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper Lou (laughs) should not start. Lemon Pepper Lou is the sixth man of the year. Tyler Hero needs to come off the bench for this team to do what it wants to do this year. So, I don't disagree. Here's where it gets interesting. I think that Spo did something good in the first game with Tyler back. He split up his and Duncan's minutes for most of the first half um, until the fourth quarter, really. And I think the Heat had successful stretches uh, under both of those guys. To me, Channing, we can talk about who starts. I think it's going to be more important who closes. Because in that game against the Timberwolves, we saw Hero and Duncan Robinson together on the court. Obviously, Kyle Lowry was out. Josh Richardson closing over Caleb Martin. The Heat have another poor fourth quarter, aren't able to close the lead. So I, I do think... I think we're on the same page. They don't. They shouldn't minimize Duncan Robinson's role after what Duncan has done in the starting lineup. I think Hero should get his fair share of minutes, but to me it's going to come down to who closes these games because you've seen them play well for three quarters, but clearly they have trouble in the fourth quarter closing. That's ultimately going to be more important than who starts. All right, again, we're well, talking. Actually, well, let me ask Channing, but you said the Heat need to have this conversation on moving to the bench. I want to ask you, like – I how does that go with a player? I mean, have you seen it in your career where guys get asked to move to the bench? Is there a way that the organization can handle it that minimizes the impact it has on Tyler? I would say it got to a point where some guys were older. I would. It's funny you bring this up. Like when Joey Porter was there and he had 17 and a half sacks and led the NFL in sacks, I want to say 08, mm-hmm. and he started having knee problems. And they kind of were like, Joey, like just play third down, you know, second and third down. Like we don't need you against the run. But guys that are paid well and guys that want that respect, like they don't want to come off the field or court. But mm-hmm. like that's what I was saying with a with a Poe or with a Spo or a Pat, 
could they have that conversation with Tyler? Like, mm-hmm. Tyler, you're making a bunch of. Oh, you muted yourself, Crowder. What happened there? Okay, my bad. I don't know. I don't know how to <laughs> computers. He was getting so riled up. <laughs> yeah, I get excited. Yeah. But, like, yeah. we need that energy boost. Like, when they mm-hmm. had told Peasy, like, bro, on third and eight plus, we need you then. We don't need you to stop a power on first and ten to start mm-hmm. the game. But that's the conversation where I think that Spo and Pat might be able to have with a Tyler or some guy like that and explain what's going on because Jimmy needs the ball. You know, um, um, Duncan, Duncan now, Duncan can run that pick and roll. Like, as I watch the game, I don't mm-hmm. – we always say it with, like, a, a, a James Harden team and those guys were like, there's not enough balls to go around. But, Tyler, if you come off this bench, we're promising you, you are going to be the premier of 20 minutes of 48. You're going to be the guy – and that would be a conversation that a respected guy would have to have with a player. I think that's fair. The only thing I'll add is I do think that he can deserve to give Tyler a shot as a starter and see how it goes for a little bit. Because I think once you make that move, it's not something you want to go back and forth with uh, throughout the season or into that playoff. So I understand if they want to take time before they decide this is the direction we're going to go. In. I, I agree with that. I think Tyler has at least earned the opportunity to, to be allowed the chance to make it work with these guys. We're running out of time here, and there's still so much I want to get to with Rohan. Uh, again, Rohan, Rohan not Carney. Beat it. Rohan has beat his daddy up. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Have uh, Rohan, uh, again, Rohan, not Carney, uh, SI.com. Read his work there. Covers the uh-huh. NBA. Excellent analysis all season long. Um, go ahead, Crowder. Uh, ask, ask Rohan. Oh. The dumbest question a, he's ever going to hear. Ro- Rohan, sooner or later, you, you you are you cool with your father? Did you grow yeah, up with your yeah, dad? Yeah. Yes, yes. At some point, you become a man. You have a beautiful uh-huh. beard. You start growing. You're yeah. a man now. Uh-huh. And you have to establish with your dad that I'm not a child anymore. If it has to become a fist fight, it has to become that. But there was a, there was a cross. There was a, a intersection with you and your father's relationship where you had to establish yourself as an alpha male in your life. Is that true or false? So I would say that maybe there's like a, a cultural difference here, Yeah. but I think, I think I have to go through something similar to what you're talking about, but it's, it's less of a, of an alpha male thing and more of a, we're on, we're on a plane, we're on a level playing field now. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the criticisms, the comments, the concerns, they go both ways now. It's not a one-way street. So I do think there's a moment where you have to establish that. And I think it's similar, just not exactly the same. Crowder maintains that you, you – You put your hoof down. He had to put his hoof down. So long. Yeah, you, you kind of have to be like, hey, no, I, if I'm going to be wrong, I want to be wrong on my own. No, 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 you know? no. Keep put that my, same you energy. You had to put your hoof down. No, hey, hey, yeah. influencer Crowder, TikTok bro, final boss. Keep that same energy because with me, he's calling me a bitch. He's telling me that if I don't whoop my dad's ass, he's never going to respect me. And, and Rohan and I are essentially saying the same thing. Like there's a mutual level of respect that your father acquires for you once you reach a certain age. And and you you said that that makes me a beta. So keep that same energy. <laughs> You're a beta. Crowder powder. Keep keep, keep that same energy. Ro- okay, Rohan. When, well, <laughs> another thing. When you walk into a room, do you look around and just see, hey, if the crap hits the fan, I need to know who the first dudes in here that I got to fight because I see that I need to establish the hierarchy of this room. I don't know that I escalate immediately to fight. But you definitely get, you're definitely thinking about who's the, who thinks they're the top gun, you know, who who thinks that they're the top gun in the story. You, you the thought has to cross your mind. 
Yeah, because you're alpha, Rohan. <laughs> because you're alpha. This, right. little, this, this, this little girl up here, she, uh -huh. he doesn't understand that. He yeah. just he just floats around in rooms drinking <laughs> lemon drops and having a good time. I do. Where yeah. does this come from? I lettuce wraps. He I, wants what? a lettuce wrap. I do like what? a lettuce wrap, and I do like yeah. a lemon drop. I, I, I'm not going to say I don't, but Rohan, I mean, this is this is what happens on AM radio still these days, <laughs> see, unfortunately. Um, before I, I let you go, and we're up against it, but I need to ask you this. I know you're, uh, you're, you're, you're always keeping a watchful eye on the Miami Dolphins, uh, mm -hmm. Dolphins, Cowboys coming up. Just overall, you feel good about the Dolphins going into their final three games this season? I don't know that I feel good, but I'm excited about these last three weeks because we're going to know what this team is. By the end of these three weeks, we'll know for sure what this team is. There won't be narratives. There won't be guesses. There won't be anything we'll know. We'll know if Tua can, can play well in some really, really big moments with a national spotlight, a pressure that he hasn't really had so far with the Dolphins. These are – these aren't normal regular season games. They aren't playoff games. But I, I think one way or another, we're going to learn a ton about this team, and that makes me really excited. All right. Rohan Nadkarni again. Follow him on, on Twitter at Rohan Nadkarni. SI.com is where you can read his work. The Crossover Pod is where you can listen to him uh, uh, most of the time throughout the week for his NBA <laughs> takes. Rohan, thank you very much. And um, we'll talk again, I'm sure. Uh, ho hopefully <laughs> less about alpha males and, and more yeah. nonsense. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>